You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hey there, and welcome to the Music Interval Theory Podcast. I'm super excited to kick off today's episode by introducing you to one of my favorite composers, Sergei Prokofiev. Some of you know already that we did an in-depth analysis of his incredible Piano Concerto Number no. 3, but that's not all. Today also marks the release of this exact analysis video series inside our free Composer's Toolkit. If you have access to the toolkit already, then you know that these tools are essential for any composer or music creator out there. And to be clear, you can get free access to it all on our website, musicintervaltheory.academy/toolkit. Trust me when I say you don't want to miss out on these game-changing resources. But let's get back to Prokofiev. I'm here to give you some juicy behind-the-scenes details about this brilliant composer and even share some facts that you might not have known before. Get ready to dive deep into the world of Prokofiev and his fascinating musical journey. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. To look at uh, one of the really great Russian composers, Prokofiev only lived uh, to be 61 years old. He was born in 1891 and died in 1953. And he was an arrogant and eccentric composer. And, you know, Mita has a philosophy. And so we, we got to think about that. Uh, when people write about you in history, some of you are going to be very famous composers, and they talk about how arrogant you were. Let's just address that momentarily. Arrogance to me in the Mita philosophy means you are limited. Now, I know we're talking about a great Russian composer here, but the fact that he was arrogant didn't help him. It had to make his life more difficult. And so it's a little warning to you to make sure that you cultivate your receiving ability to the creative pool, which means you don't own music. It's something you exist with. Being a little bit quirky is fine, but the arrogance is going to get in your way. The thing about Prokofiev is he was very bored with the educational system in Russia. And he came out of the Russian conservatory where most, um, most of his classmates were older than him. He was maybe seven years younger than, than a lot of them. And his... Uh, there's, he's, he had a lot of really tough things going on with his piano concertos. They weren't really well-received all the time. His second piano concerto, which was played in, uh, I think, 1913, was reviewed, and one of the statements was, the cats on the roof make better music. <laughs> Prokofiev and Stravinsky were friends. Although Stravinsky would say things like Prokofiev is probably the greatest composer that ever lived after me. <laughs> and uh, Prokofiev also did not really like a lot of Stravinsky's music. And, and See, that's where the arrogance came in because we wouldn't have any idea 
if Prokofiev liked Stravinsky, Stravinsky's music or not, if there wasn't arrogance involved. So arrogance doesn't perpetuate anything positive generally, other than a reputation that you're arrogant. The interesting thing is uh, we're going to look at the third piano concerto, which is by far his most famous. And I think everyone should know that it was originally recorded in Abbey Road in London with the London Symphony Orchestra. I find that just fantastic. I just read that this morning trying to prepare for this. And I had the luxury of recording a film score with the London Symphony Orchestra. So I can really live what that must have been like. Of course, the piano concerto had a heck of a lot more notes in it, but uh, the London Symphony is truly a marvelous orchestra and has been through all the years. So, you know, the systematic musical education in Russia, starting with the foundation of the Moscow Imperial Conservatory. That's where Rachmaninoff starts studying at 14. And the school expanded into general music during the Soviet era, which was a whole expansive era in Russia. You know, a kid's education started when they could reach the keys. Now, we don't really have that now. We don't have that kind of education. So you have 40 years of special school, and then at the age 15, they go to a music college for three years. And then finally, they enroll in the conservatory. And by that age, by around the age of 16, these young pianists and composers were not encumbered by any technical boundaries. In other words, if they could think of it, they could play it. There was no technical boundaries at all. We're trying to become master composers. All of us, uh, you know, we, we want to get as good as we can. But we don't have that kind of state-run educational system that really demands diligent work from the time you're three years old all the way up until you're 21 or so. So what does that mean? You know, technical boundaries. You don't have any technical boundaries. Prokofiev was one of those people did not have any technical boundaries. And that's why you can hear the gymnastic piano passages that takes people like Lang Lang to perform. And that's the first performance I heard was with Lang Lang, the famous pianist. So we have to ask ourselves a few questions before we dive into the actual notes here. What happens uh, when you have no technical boundaries? Well, what happens is you become an artist and composer instead of a player. But since we don't have this type of training, we're going to become composers who play decently, but we use technology. This is our era. This is the time for us. We are going to take everything to another level. And even these great people, when we get into analyzing them, as much as you could love Prokofiev, and everybody that knows me knows I'm a big fan, when you really analyze their stuff and you do it with me, you will have some very interesting discoveries, which we will see today. If you have freedom from technical boundaries, what are you lacking? Let's say a pianist today happens to grow up in Beverly Hills, California. His mother and father were doctors. They gave him the best musical education. He started when he was three playing Little uh, Herbie, he started when he was three years old playing the violin. He knows all of the great literature for the violin, and now he's going to become a composer. What happens? Well, 
Today, with the type of music theory, he's going to need to have music interval theory because this is really the next way to look at music. So what we have to do as composers in training, and I think Frank will agree with me, we are both composers in training. We both feel like we have a long way to go. You can be a master composer and still be a composer in training. Our job is to make ourselves aware of all the technical boundaries of the instruments. And when I say the instruments, in our case, we're going to be talking about the piano. And since we're not concert pianists, we need to make ourselves aware of it. And so how do we do that? We have to listen to great instrumentalists. We have to have techniques that we develop. And we have to do things like we're doing today, which is analyzing some of the truly great pianists and the ones that have written piano concertos. We're starting with Prokofiev. This is the piano concerto number three, his most famous one. We're going to go from number one to number 12 in the main score. So if you have your scores, what you want to do is just kind of take a look where number one and number 12 is. Number 12 is the statement of a new theme. And so we're going to get up to that. And the next part, part two, will start on number 12. And it'll go through number 28. So you can be prepared for the, the next one. This is going to be the introduction, just kind of a roadmap of how we will approach studying and what we'll do with it once we have studied a composer. So here is where the introduction ends and the actual analysis begins. And I can already hint that the video series is filled with tips and tricks on approaching any musical work and extracting composition techniques that you can implement in your own works. I hope to see you again very soon in the video analysis series of Prokofiev's Piano Concerto Number no. 3 or in the next podcast episode. This was TC. Have a wonderful day and best always. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.com.